0: A white creature, ape-like, but weirdly humanoid. It is a creature that lives in the snow and freezing areas, that has a personality of a bear and the hunger of one. If you are caught in its grips, it will often eat you, leaving little to no trace. Not only have we never been able to track it down and confirm its existence, We have more and more stories piling up about it every day. Today we talk about the infamous Yeti, or better known as the Abominable Snowman. Hey guys, and welcome to my podcast. I'm your host Lulu and welcome back. I missed everybody. I know I promised to have an upload on Wednesday and it didn't happen. Um, I had a lot of family things happen at once, a ton of birthday parties. And I got to thinking that I was actually just going to post it on Sunday instead of taking Sunday off. So normally, I take the first Sunday off before the seven days of Christmas in crime. Instead, I will be posting that Sunday, and I'll post the episode that was supposed to go up that we missed, Um, and we will listen to it then. That way, I'm making up for it, and I already took a day off. It was just a little earlier than we expected, but we were still get it up. Sorry again. I was a little worried about December um, because... Last year, I was only uploading once a week, and now I'm uploading twice. So to add that on top of seven days of Christmas and crime was a lot because December is crazy, crazy busy. Like, I literally have Christmas and Yule and birthday parties, and, like, it's insane. And I really was worried that it was going to be hard to do all of that this year. And so I'm sorry that it's kind of been a little funky But I'm making up for it and I'm posting this Sunday and then after this Sunday, we'll have the 7 Days of Christmas in Crime where you're going to get something from me every single day. Some of these episodes might be our normal length, about 30 minutes. Other of these episodes might go longer. Um, One in particular I think is going to be a lot longer than 30 minutes. I'm not going to tell you what it is though. And some of them might be shorter. So you're getting something from me every 7 days and yeah, so... You just have to tune in every seven days to see what I have for you that day. Anyways, once that seven days is up, I will be taking off the 26th through the 31st, but I should be coming back the next Sunday. So the first of the year, I should be right back. We're taking, you know, really just one episode off if you think of it like that, because I'm really only skipping one Friday upload. And then we're gonna start January off strong. Um, I've got a lot of fun things planned next year on top of the fact that January will be our last pen pal episode. And then after that point in February, we will move on to Norse mythology with our co-host, Ray. Um, if you listen to those, that's kind of when we do whatever. Now, Norse mythology, there is a lot, a lot there. Because of that, it's very possible that we're going to sprinkle in something different every now and then while we do Norse mythology because it is really whatever Wednesday. It's whatever we want to talk about that Wednesday. So I just want to let you know. But you can expect to see some Norse mythology things come up in February. Anyways, we are finishing this year off strong, you guys. We hit 10,000. That's amazing. That's crazy. That was all of you guys. I did none of it. And I just want to say thank you guys. I was really hoping we'd hit that this year. Um... And we did. And so thank you. Our stats are crazy too. All of our listens are up. I'm in the top 20% of listened to podcasts. Like we're growing at Confessed Obsessed. And I love that. And it's all thanks to you guys. Anyways, we've talked longer than I like to talk. I really only like to talk the first three minutes in. So let's see what 2023 will bring. And let's move right into the Yeti. Now, as many of you guys know, the Yeti is very large and ape-like. Um, a lot of people will actually compare or even mix up Bigfoot and the Yeti together. Some people think they're the same things. But they are actually two different creatures with a lot of similarities. They both look very, very similar. Now, Bigfoot is usually depicted as being brown or darker colors, whereas most of the time the Yeti is depicted as being a white or a cream color. That is not always the case though. Some, you know, places claim that the Yeti is brown as well, but it does make more sense for the Yeti to be white or cream colored because it does live in the snow. Both of these creatures are huge, both of them smell terrible, they both look very similar to apes, and it almost seems like they belong to the same family as each other. They're just a different breed. The Yeti is also depicted as being a very muscular creature that stands about 6 feet tall. There are sightings and stories of the Yeti, but there are actually more sightings and more stories of Bigfoot. Either way, they're two different creatures, they look very similar, they're probably cousins or something, but the Yeti is a different creature than Bigfoot. The Yeti is said to live in a lot of different places because there is not only one Yeti, it is a breed. The Yeti lives anywhere that it is cold for long periods of time. Many indigenous religions will believe that the mountains are a sacred area, and they hold a lot more than just the Yeti there, a lot more creatures similar to the Yeti in their areas the yeti is very much believed in these indigenous religions it is very much a creature that they talk about and that they often see or claim to see the story of the yeti is not always the same though it's not just this creature that roams around and is beautiful whatever some places believe that if you are not behaving as a child that the yeti will come and take you and they will use this story to scare their children Others claim that the yeti comes down at night. It is a nocturnal creature and it will hunt at night. Meaning that it eats anything it can get its hands on. Most of the time, the yeti is said to eat the livestock of people that live around the area that it's, you know, walking through. But if you are out of the house and traveling or, you know, around when the yeti comes out. The Yeti will also pick you as its next meal. Now here's what's really, really interesting about the Yeti. If you think of Bigfoot, there's a lot of stories and there's beliefs as to where Bigfoot came from and all of these different ways that this could have happened, like this creature, this story. The Yeti is different. The Yeti is part of many, many cultures and beliefs, and a lot of people believe that it's a real creature, even though there have been almost no sightings of the Yeti, and that would lead you to believe that the Yeti was not real, right? It was just a story, but in temples and cave drawings, we have drawings of the Yeti, these have been found in old temples. There are stories about the Yeti or coming face to face that are passed down from generation to generation. Whereas with Bigfoot, the stories just started. The Yeti has a long history of passed down stories and even temple drawings of it. Now these passed down stories and drawings got people's creative minds thinking. They would come up with the name the Abominable Snowman in 1921. There was a reporter on an expedition and the crew would be traveling to see if they could find the Yeti. They would witness something really weird moving up the mountain and they would hike up there to see what it was. When they got to the top they would see weird looking footprints in the snow. One of the people who was leading the group From the area would tell the person that this was the Yeti. Now the person, this reporter, would mishear what they were saying and thought that they said the abominable snowman and this is what they would report on, seeing the abominable snowman and the footprints from it as well. This name stuck much better than the Yeti. And once this report came out, everybody wanted to see the Yeti. They began hunting for it and searching for it, but nobody seemed to ever see this creature roaming around in the snow. Then in 1951, a man who was attempting to climb Mount Everest would stumble across some footprints in the snow. This is one of the most controversial pieces of evidence that the Yeti exists though, because some people believe that this is die-hard proof of the Yeti, whereas others disagree and believe that the photos are doctored and can't actually be proven. When this person would descend down the mountain and he told people of what he saw and that he saw the Yeti footprints, he had photos to prove it. They did go back through these photos later down the line and look into it a little more, And it doesn't seem like these were faked photos, but that still doesn't necessarily prove that they were the Yeti that left these footprints. On another expedition, somebody found the scalp of an animal and they would take it down the mountain with them, claiming that it was the Yeti and they found the hair of the Yeti. This, in particular, piece of evidence is a brown piece of evidence, so it's brown hair. It was clearly from an animal and nobody could identify which animal this scalp came from so they did believe it was the yeti for a very long time. And then later down the line some more people would find some fecal matter that they believed to come from the yeti. They would scoop this fecal matter up and take it back claiming that it was yeti poop and they took it in to study it. Here's what's interesting. They found an unidentified parasite living in the fecal matter Most parasites will be specific to that one species of host, which means the parasite that we get as humans oftentimes will not affect dogs or other animals because the parasites are specifically evolved to live in us, not a dog. So to have an unidentified parasite usually means this came from an unidentified animal, or so you would think. They still have never identified the animal that this fecal matter came from, the parasite that was in it. It is still such a very strange incident that we discovered an unidentified parasite in some animal fecal matter. Then in March of 1986, a man would be hiking and he would see a creature that looked just like the yeti standing in the snow. This man would freeze and begin to watch the Yeti, seeing if it moved or what it would do, and the Yeti didn't move, it stood there. This man decided since the Yeti was going to freeze and give him the chance, he was going to take some photographs of it. He would walk away with two very good photos of the Yeti. These were analyzed, they were looked at, and they were definitely real photos. They were not doctored. Could this have been the proof they needed to prove the Yeti existed? People who did not believe this decided to debunk this theory. They would hike back to the area that the Yeti was seen and stand basically where the man who took the photos was standing. And they saw a very, very large rock in the exact same area. They believe that this Yeti photo, especially since his story said the Yeti didn't move at all while he was there, was that it was a rock covered in snow that just happened to be shaped like a creature and was not the Yeti after all. Now, remember that scalp we talked about earlier? They would take that back and they would look at it a little more. They found the scalp was from a seral, I think is how you say it. This is an animal in the goat family, and it was not the yeti, so that debunked another piece of evidence. Then somebody saw something. A smaller creature looked almost like a very small yeti or a young yeti, and they would set out to catch it. They spent days, and they finally would catch this tiny creature. It was small and hairless, almost like a tiny little bear. They believed this was the Yeti. They had caught a baby Yeti. When they brought it down, though, this was also debunked. It was a civet. Civet? Civet? I think that's how you say Civet. Anyways, this was a cat-like creature. It was literally just like a cat. It was hairless because it had contracted some sort of skin disease that caused all of its hair to fall out. But not the Yeti somebody also found a finger and they were sure that this was a yeti finger it looked exactly like the yeti finger and they took it down and scientists looked at this this was a human finger that came from a corpse (laughs) somebody had died and froze to death or something and had lost their finger and this person found it even to this day people will hunt for the yeti they will go on huge expeditions and uh, hikes and dig through snow and set traps but nobody has found definite proof that the yeti exists modern day scientists believe that the yeti is a hoax the stories surrounding it are very weak all of the sightings have basically been debunked and either very very far down the line as far as those temple drawings somebody misidentified another creature And this is where the stories of the Yeti started. The Russian government wasn't having this, though. They were interested in the Yeti, and they sent out their own experts into the field where there had been sightings of the Yeti. These experts, you guys, claimed that they saw enough evidence that pointed to the fact that the Yeti existing was true. And that the Yeti will build nests out of tree branches, and that's where it sleeps. They also said that they found grey hair clumps on moss in a cave that they believed to be from the Yeti. Other scientists though claim that this was all made up and it was all in an attempt to keep the hoax alive. People for a very long time have been finding things that they believe to be attached to the Yeti. And scientists have disproved almost every single one. Usually they look into the DNA of these things that are found, and they always point to other animals, like bears and horses. There are two samples that somebody found, though, of DNA that are from a prehistorical polar bear and a brown bear. This points to the fact that there was once a hybrid of the polar bear and the brown bear, and that maybe the Yeti was just this hybrid that people had seen. And that's really all we have, you guys. There's not a lot about the Yeti. Everything that has been found or seen and most of the photos have been debunked as not being the Yeti. But then why do we have cave drawings of a creature like this? Where did those come from? Could it have been a bear? Could the Yeti have been a species that died off and then got buried by the snow and we just haven't found it yet? Is it possible it's just hiding from us or that there's so very few of them that we haven't been able to track them down? My real question is what is that unidentified parasite? It's possible that an animal that we do know of like a bear or a horse or something maybe got a very rare parasite that we've never seen again or that it usually fights off. And that we just didn't know existed but how weird is it that we don't know what animal the fecal matter was from and it had an unidentified parasite. Could that have come from an unidentified animal? Most people that don't believe the Yeti exists believe that it's just sightings of bears that people are getting confused by. We don't have a lot of information about the Yeti, and that's because nobody has ever gotten close enough to really confirm its existence. And if they have, they disappeared in the snow. But what's interesting is that those old temples have drawings of the Yeti. Stories have been passed down from generation to generation. Is it possible that the Yeti did exist and has since passed? Could the Yeti still be alive, terrified and hating humans so much it has been able to stay hidden for its entire life? This podcast may contain false or misleading information. If you are interested in knowing more about any stories shared on this podcast, I highly recommend doing your own research. All listeners are advised that these are stories and folk tales. The information shared must be taken carefully and skeptically, because you never know what could be real and what's just a story. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.